Hello, this is Bob. And this is Jordan. And this is Shop Talks. We're here in Boise, Idaho, hanging out at the tattoo shop. Shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. Woo! That's right. Missed a week. It was a good week, though. Yeah. Ta uh, tattoo yeah. show in Salt Lake City. Yeah, Salt Lake, Salt Lake City International Tattoo Convention. Thanks to right you on. for putting it on. And um, Flocko Productions. We always have a blast. We go down there every year. It's a shit. But now we're back, so. Maybe next year I'll tag along. You're fucking more than welcome, brother. <laughs> Sit the wife says anyway. All right, so there's something definitely we wanted to talk about today. So we're gonna probably just jump right in here, okay? So a friend of mine posted something on Facebook this last week. Uh, shout out to to him. He knows who he is if he's listening. But he he posted this thing. It's this picture of this young girl in a black pants and gray hoodie, and says it says how I see myself. Can't do anything. Annoying useless, lazy, unneeded, waste of time, just die, laugh out loud, I don't know, or I, yeah, I don't know, mistake, worthless, what the fuck is this creature? So, um, he said that he feels that way sometimes, not all the time, but that's how he feels. And uh, it made me sad, you know, because it's like, I've known this guy a long time, and uh, I hate to hear anybody that I know or don't know even, you know, beat themselves up and foster those that lie. That is, that we all, that those things that make us all a liar yeah, to might, ourselves. Yeah, I, and, I, but this is a common thing. We all do that. Yeah. We all do it, you know, as you become aware of it, as you start to pay attention to the internal dialogue and the way that you think and speak about yourself inside your own mind when you make a mistake when you mess something up yeah. when when you are disappointed in your own performance what's the first thought or word that pops into your head how is it is it all right man well you fucked that up but like i know you got a fucking good handle on it and we're going to figure out why and fix it next time yeah. or is it god you're such a fucking idiot or is it maybe it's eh, no harm, no foul, who cares? Or maybe eh, there's lots of different ways you can address yourself when you realize that you've made a mistake or that you've done something unsatisfactory, right? Yeah. That you absolutely. consider to be unsatisfactory or, or unacceptable or what, whatever. Yeah. Something that you're disappointed with in yeah. yourself. But like, it's important to, to pay because I think oftentimes people don't exactly even pay attention to what they say to themselves. Oh, absolutely. They just go, ah, oh, you fucking idiot, and they move on, but they don't even realize that they're calling themselves a fucking yeah. idiot or a piece of shit or a fucking moron. Yeah. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times a day. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, that's, if that's... you're getting called a piece of shit 50 times a day by the person whose opinion means the most to you, and don't fucking don't fucking kid yourself. Your opinion means the most to you, as it should. Yeah, you know. I have no doubt that you're filled with these types of feelings. Yeah, because you're constantly criticizing yourself. <laughs> but like, the things that you're messing up, or the things that you're making, you know, you're, you know, say you. You know, I got this project at work, and it, you know, and I, I fucked this thing up, and now it's gonna necessitate like a whole nother fucking twenty or thirty hours of redesign, or 
you know, whatever. I don't know. Whatever yeah. it is. Whatever you messed up, you you know, when you're disappointed in yourself. Now, it's fucked up. You already messed it up. But how you treat yourself will determine your ability to address the problem efficiently. Yeah. If you beat yourself up about it, I guarantee that your response and the correction will not be as good a quality and will take more time, i.e. you will be less efficient, yeah. right? Because when we're talking about humans, the way that we get efficiency out of humans is is not it's not exactly the same as a car. Yeah, you got to be well fed and well rested. But I can take a human that's fucking tired, sleepy, and hasn't eaten in fucking 12 hours, and I can make them more efficient than your self-deprecating, well-slept, well-rested ass. Because the true motivator and the true energizer of the human animal is emotional exchange. Yeah. And that emotional exchange starts with yourself. You can, you can feed emotional energy into yourself. Oh yeah, you know, very much so. This is absolutely the case like So you have an option every single second of every day. How do I feel about myself? Do I feel, you know, do I love myself? Am I indifferent? Do I am I self-deprecating? Am I really really negative and self-hateful? Like that stuff gets internalized and long term it has horrible effects. Yeah. And in reality, in reality, if you're the type of person who messes something up and the first thing that pops into your head is, God, you fucking idiot, I guarantee that that isn't even your idea. You didn't, you weren't even the first person to say that to you. Guaranteed when you were a child, you messed stuff up. And yeah. all children do, mess loads of stuff up because they're children. Yeah. But the way that our parents and the people that we look up to when we're developing respond to our mistakes is the way that we respond to our mistakes when we become adults. We just forget that it was someone else's response that we learned. And you get to be an adult and you think that you actually do, you, you do believe that you are an idiot or a fucking asshole or that you can't get anything right. And in reality, that wasn't even your idea when it started. That was somebody else's idea about you. Yeah. You know? And then you, because you were young and impressionable and didn't really understand what was happening, you absorbed and internalized that. And now, every day, you continue to break yourself down in that same way. Yeah. Without even realizing that it's there or where it comes from or that you're doing it, or that the simple, simple solution is to just, when you make a mistake as an adult, you have, you know, you turn inside for a second and you go, it's frustrating. Try to see your five-year-old self and try to imagine that your five-year-old self messed up. Yeah. And then treat yourself that way. Yeah. However you would treat that five-year-old. Yeah. I imagine it's with a lot more patience and compassion than you, than you treat yourself every day. Yeah. And this is key, man. Like inside, 
underneath all, all this ego stuff that we built up. These layers and layers. All there is is that little five-year-old kid. Yeah. That's it. That could know? be. So let me let you, you say something interesting there. So um, my stepmother was here for Harper's birthday with my dad. And she was talking about how we were talking about how we talked to Harper. And how we, you know, try not to say typical things that parents might have said when we grew up, you know. And so she said, yes, please don't do that. She says, my father, her father taught her, he said, he would ask her, what are you good for? And he taught her to say, I'm no good, not no good for nothing. And she's 67 and it still makes her cry. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. To think about it, to realize that her father innocently damaged her, you know, and it's taken her years to face that and say, and she still probably faces it. Well, this is know? a thing. Guaranteed if she's bringing it up, talking to you about it, and she still cries about it, like, this is a woman who will probably struggle with extricating that from her personal identity, possibly forever. And maybe. Unless she has some large breakthrough. But like, because it's one thing to know my father put this idea in my head and now I struggle with self-worth. It's another thing to be able to free yourself from that implanted idea. Well, so the one thing she hates is to be told that, you know, the whole idea of, you know, the, the Freudian or um, even Dr. Spock idea that you're, you, you hate your parents or your parents hated you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't, and I don't think that's okay. That's true. That's I don't not think, what I'm talking yeah. about. And I don't think that... Well, that's what she's afraid of. That what? I think that's something she's trying to work through. She's oh, struggling she, with. Yeah. Just the she way had she somebody was. tell her that she hated her father. I, I, I doubt that. So do I. I doubt that. Some, some... Some... I shouldn't say some. I should say a very minute percentage of children and or parents probably do hate or end up hating their children or their, their parents. parents. But this is extreme cases. Yeah. Now, I've talked to a few of these people who feel this way. Yeah. I don't actually believe that they do at the core. Yeah. Hate, this idea of hate is, for most people in our society, is a whole lot of emotion. It's something to cover and protect a, just a ton of emotional wounding. Yeah. That's what it is. And so underneath all that, the reason, because hate isn't... Hate is a very strong emotion. Oh, yeah. And so really, hate, it's very hard hate somebody who hasn't had a strong personal negative impact in your life. But it's also hard to have a child that doesn't acknowledge at their core that their parent did have some positive influence in raising them. So that's yeah. why I think this guy, you know, so like most, most, most kids don't. I mean, that woman probably doesn't although I'm sure she has many issues and many regrets about her childhood and she probably has a lot of animosity towards her father having animosity towards a parent or yes. having an anger towards a parent is not the same as 
hating that right. outright. Well, I'm not trying that's to. That's a very strong. Yeah. I'm sure not trying to. Say. I'm trying. I'm not trying to air any dirty laundry. I've just given an example of something I've seen in my life. Sure. Um, you know, because I mean, he was a hard man. I, I I met this man. Yeah. I knew him for years. For I think he passed away when I was in my late twenties or early thirties. Uh, he and and my stepmother daughter, to her credit, is actually a very loving person. Yeah. Even though her father only told her, he told her, he only said, "I love you" twice, and the second time being in the middle of his dementia and maybe Alzheimer's. I think it was either one of the two. Yeah. That moment of clarity before he passed, he actually told his daughter he loved her, mm-hmm. and that was actually healing. So. To crave that, you know, to crave that, to hear that from a parent, and then to have that last moment with your parent, that to be, that's, sure. that's a very poignant moment in your life. Yeah, and I can't, I don't know, I can't speak to that. I, I, I have two parents that, whatever their shortcomings and whatever our differences and whatever my issues in my childhood, they both told me frequently that they loved me, and they both did to the best of their ability try to express that. Um, so I, I, what do you I, want to whine about? You I know? think I heard your dad say he loved you at Lizzie's birthday when he left. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> yes. Well, my parents are very different people now than they were oh, when yeah. I was a child. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, my dad, but, I don't, uh, I don't have a, I never have a memory of my dad not saying he loved me. Yeah. And I, when I remember my dad saying, when he grew up, his dad didn't say that he loved you, because yeah. that's how he was raised. Well, that's just not, well, it wasn't a thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, and say. my dad has, I should give my dad a lot of credit for that because I probably say it more than I probably, he probably ever said it. I tell people, I tell people I love them all the time. I tell you, I tell, oh, yeah. I tell people all the time. I used to tell the Chalice when we were. When we were, you know, commiserating together and yeah. stuff, you know, and I tell yeah. my wife a hundred times a day if oh, I can. Yeah. So, Dude, it's important. You've got to put as much love out in the world as you fucking can. Yeah, you know, I realized. I That's realized. It. You did it, and it's this yeah. is the thing. It's not a limited. It's not like it's a, a limited commodity either, bro. You got all of it, bro. You can have as much as you want, as much as you want. That's the exactly. best thing about it. Yeah. Fucking, the the fucking. Bank is always full, motherfucker. You know, like the, for real. And that's the thing. That's why. That's why I say, like, when you like when you're giving love to other people, like that starts with giving love to yourself. You can't give love out to anyone else. You can't support anyone else. You can't provide for them. You can't have a loving relationship until you can do that for yourself. And I know that's a cheese dick thing. I know we've heard it a lot. That is true. But this so it's very true. And I mean true, right. like. Underneath all the layers of shit, right? But that's good, very dick cheese. true. That's know? good, dick cheese, though. Oh yeah, for real, <laughs> dude. Yeah, no, it's that's the shit. Like, and learning how to do it in a very real, tangible way. Like, no joke. Um, I will, in meditation, I'll tell myself that, like, I'll tell myself that I love myself like multiple times a day, and in specific ways. I didn't think about saying I love myself. I'll be, I'll turn into myself, and I'll turn into my heart, and I'll tell my heart like, I love you. You're good. You're strong. You're pure. And I love you. Yeah. And having wow, that that just makes my heart sing. You hear you say that, and you can start to feel it. And this is the thing that's real odd. Okay, this is where it starts to get where most people will be like, yeah, whatever, you fucking hippie. But like. <laughs> the heart 
matters. Well, the heart matters. The heart has over 45,000 neurons. The heart brain, as they say. Or when they say, oh no, use your heart. You know, oh, uh, you know. And we talked about the gut, right? The gut and the digestive tract has more neurons in it than the brain. You have That's a bigger brain. You have a bigger brain here than you have here, right? Yeah. And all that. of these, di right? We got nervous system all over, right? Yeah. Like the. Let's talk specifically about the these, on average, forty-five thousand neurons in the heart. Okay, because they're important. The, and the reason that that makes you you feel that in your heart a yeah. little bit when I say like when I was talking like that that's because your heart can hear me well yeah you hear me your heart hears it you don't know it because your the, your prefrontal cortex filters all that communication out so that you're not you're the the uh, ego uh, like you Bob isn't aware that your heart heard what I was saying but your heart's aware and so you feel that little warmth and that little uh, yeah in your chest right that's because there's a brain right there and if you start doing this in meditation every day you start talking to your heart you start talking to your stomach I like it you'll start you'll you'll start to you'll start to uh, you'll start to hear it talk back I, I, tripped, um, I, I can accept that. And and I don't mean in any so like no, in no sort of way like we're talking here. Yeah, it's not like you're but, dick um, talking to you in your dream, right? No. But like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's it is very unmistakable. Right. And so I encourage people to do it. One because it takes just a, a, a minute or two every morning. Right. You can don't even have to be in meditation. You can just do it when you first kind of come into your body in the morning when you wake up before you're fully awake. Just take a few minutes and just direct it because your eyes are closed, right? Yeah. So you're in this internal space kind of and you can direct your attention down and towards that heart space and you just give yourself a little bit of compassion. You go, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for pumping my blood. Thank you for helping me along. Like, thank you. I love you. And you'll realize, like, oh, shit. One, this is very rare. I don't do this for myself very much because you'll feel immediately how special it feels. Yeah. And then you'll go, oh, shit, that feels so special because I don't ever do that. I don't ever direct that kind of loving attention at myself. Yeah. And then it'll also, you'll realize how special it is because you'll feel it. You'll feel it start to warm up. Just like when you listen to like, you know how when you listen to a song and it gives you goosebumps and it gives yeah, you like, and up. you just fucking start to glow? Yeah. And you know how when you held your baby for the first time and, oh, yeah. and you just and it just glow and it and you just fucking goosebumpy everywhere yeah. like the best song ever playing and the fucking glowing in your that's the heart talking. You think you feel a way. You do what I'm telling you. You do that every morning. I guarantee you inside of a few weeks, yeah. you'll, you'll be able to do that 
in a in just a couple seconds yeah. in your workday whenever you need it, and you can go from being in the worst mood ever to having all the love in the world and being completely content because you've got it all right there. You just aren't used to accessing it. Yeah. Try it out. It'll only take a minute a day. Yeah, I will. I'll it's, uh, it's, I feel like lately, the last couple of weeks, you know, we always talked about in the past about, you know, that ball and chain bucket of shit driving yeah. around, you know? Yeah, yeah. And actually, that picture kind of makes me think of more of a, a mascara and highlighter and, and uh, you know, a foundational makeup, you know? That's where... The picture on this, I'm gonna pop. Oh, the this. the one with this all the negativity and the yeah, little, that little the little emo yeah. girl and then it's it's yeah. a little a little black hoodie wearing the little emo cartoon yeah. character girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, but it made me think about more about how it start that that may be where it starts. Is it's a foundational type thing? You know, I'm gonna put my, you know, I'm putting my make if I if I wear makeup, I put my makeup on, I, and then I put the eyeliner on and the eye, you know. And it, it makes you, you see a certain thing in yourself. Exactly. So it's like, it's the, the, the from that, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't go too far with it, but just, it's just how you, and, and then that just permeates and seeps into your skin and into your brain. And well, your nobody else created that image of yourself for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only person who's creating that image of who you think you are is you. Yeah. So if you hate yourself or you think you're worthless or, you know, you're you're poor or lazy or broke or you're fucking whatever, the only reason that you are that, think that way or are that way is because of you. That's it. Yeah. There's no, there's no other person playing at this game. That's... That's the big joke here, is that we all think that like you and me are having a conversation, and I'm gonna go tattoo this other person, and Gary's over there getting tattooed by Johnny. Yeah. That's a fucking joke. That, not at all, not for a second. <laughs> not, not even a smidge. I mean, here we are, all having an individual experience. Well, yeah, life is an individual but like, experience. There, there is, there is no experience happening here outside of what I'm creating. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And the moment that I stop, the moment that I take a quick break from that, and I kind of peek, and then I realize, like, oh no. I get to have a conversation with myself and pretend it's Bob, and I get to have a conversation with myself and pretend it's Johnny, and and that's the game. Right. You I know have a conversation write, with me and pretend that you're talking to Jordan, but you're just talking to yourself. Yeah. I well, I write notes to myself at my desk sometimes during the day if I'm down to try and pick myself back up. But if I don't get back to it, if I don't do it, sometimes in some days, mm -hmm. by the end of the day, I'm just in, in just emotionally and mentally too far drained yeah. to do anything uh -huh. and then I and then I, I just in my phone when I get home because I'm like yeah. I don't I don't know what else to do you know I'm just yeah. so drained so yeah you know I'm, I'm I appreciate you saying that because it's like yeah I deserve that I deserve to tell that to myself you know this week at work we all we all talked about feeling unappreciated a lot of us at work yeah. not all of us but yeah um, and I finally decided that I was gonna tell everybody thank you yeah. 
So I went and I told everybody, thank you for what you've done, what you've gone through and putting up with this. And, and I said, if nobody else has said thank you to you, I want to be that person that does yeah. that for you. And awesome. it didn't, but it didn't fill my cup. Because <laughs> I wasn't tell telling myself, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's where it starts, bro. If you want to give thanks, you want to give that to the... And I know you're such a loving, like, giving man. I tried. Like, but to be able to do that and not have it be draining or to be able to... You have to have it and you have to give it to yourself until you're... And that's what it means in the... God, say, fill, filled to overflowing, right? Yeah. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Right? Well, it takes self-reflection to do that. You know, if you want to be filled with the love of Christ, filled to overflowing, you've got to be fucking opening your heart up and fucking directing all the love that you can right in there. Every time you pray, every time you meditate, every time you fucking wake up in the morning, whatever. It fucking takes five seconds at a time. But like... Once you get the hang of it, that bitch fills up in a fucking second. Yeah. Dude? But like, it's so easy, but yet it's so hidden. Like, we hid it right. from ourselves. Right. Well, you know, it's it reminds me of Ogmandino's book, The Greatest Miracle in the World. Mm. And he talks about, it's, I don't want to go too far into it, but... He ends up, so it's about a young boy who's a stable boy, and he works for the greatest salesman who, who sells everything. He, he has the biggest, you know, has a huge warehouse, and it's in this time before Christ is born. Mm-hmm. And so they're outside of Bethlehem, and the, 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 the main sales guy, the guy who owns everything, he's sick, and he's close to dying. Yeah. And so he takes, he takes the greatest robe that he has. He says, I'm going to give you this robe. I want you to go into town. I want you to take this book, and I want you to read these ten chapters for ten days each. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so he had to read them three times a day. So ends up he he goes out to sell the, the coat, and he can't sell the coat even though he's read the chapters. He knows he feels these things about it, you know. Maybe I'm getting it backwards, but anyway, he ends up walking into where Christ was born, and Christ had nothing. And he was laying in hay, and he took this coat that was worth some of the greatest worth of of a, of a garment in the time. And he had her lift the baby and put it under the baby. And he just let her have the coat. And the guy that he went back and reported, and the guy was excited and happy he did that. Mm-hmm. And but the but the ultimate thing, the ten chapters that Ogmandita wrote, he talks about being a garden that you are a garden, and that mm-hmm. you have to furrow yourself and you have to change your habits and it takes time and you have to love and till and attend your garden yeah. and and he talks about how love is your shield it is a shield from the arrows mm-hmm. but it is also a source of um light to others that's right and i'm glad you we had this conversation i'll i'll need to bring i wrote it out i actually wrote i went through because it's built to be like a to make you be sales minded because that was Ogbandio's ultimate okay. goal was yeah. he was a self-help guy for salespeople. Okay. And I went through and tried to glean everything out of the book that didn't refer to sales. Just just advice. what actually made you feel like, and, and it went through, and I don't remember everything, but I mean, the two, the one thing that sticks out is love is your shield, is a shield and, and uh, 
The last thing he talks about is that everybody prays. Even even the atheists, even those who don't believe, pray. Right. He says that even even animals pray. He says, "Show me a lion who doesn't step on a, a thorn, doesn't cry out in agony. That's a prayer. That's what he called that. And he said, "Don't ask God to serve you. Ask God, give thanks, and ask God for wisdom. Ask God for guidance and and to be wise. Mm-hmm. And that's." I really have to remember bringing that in. It's long, but um, you read fast. <laughs> so, um, but that's what that makes me think of. You know, it's like, I mean, that's what I would lean on for a long time. I leaned on that, and that because it made me remember me, and I and I'm realizing that it's that's what Ogmandito, all his books did. It took you into the section, and you're supposed to read the section three times a, a day, you know, for thirty days. And it was supposed to, because 23 days creates a habit, right? Mm-hmm. And then you actually remember to say, I, I love myself. Yeah. I, have a, I have a loving family. I have all these things. I have all these great things. Mm-hmm. And I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it leads to. And it, that's a conversation I haven't had in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, I hope that if, if people are listening to this, that, that they can feel that too. That they can actually feel that you know whether you believe in God or not. There are there is a there's a power out there that has love for you, and right. and and it it feeds you and gives you the opportunity to love yourself, mm-hmm. and that's that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's amazing, and you should sh- and you should yeah, you should remind yourself of that every. You should fucking jump in that shit every all the time whenever you need to, and sometimes when you don't on Tuesdays because it feels good. You know what I mean? Like well, sometimes it. you gotta have a taco. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking, it's a, uh, it's a, it's an odd, oddly powerful thing. And it, yeah, it sounds like the biggest crock of shit, but it's right there, and everybody experiences it all the time. Like, yeah. When you, when that moment in the movie that you find so touching, and I don't mean like, oh, they kiss in the rainstorm. I mean like that shit where the fucking kid like has to pick his decrepit father up out of like his poop pile and put him in the bathtub, and you just can't help but weep because of the grace and the tenderness and the and the compassion. Right. That's what I'm talking about, and you feel and you're and you fucking can feel your heart. And your heart's doing something that it does when you look at your child in their bed asleep. Or oh, yeah. when, you, um, when you hear a song that touches you deep in your soul. And you have that feeling. You know the feeling that I'm talking about in your heart. Oh, this yeah. doesn't happen very often. But when it happens, you automatically recognize it. And it's, it's so good that it's eerie. You yeah. know? I have a lot of those moments. I'm, you know... Um, I've always been a very emotional type person. It's the heart, bro. And it's always my emotions have always been on the surface, whether it be mm-hmm. anger or joy or happiness or love or sadness. Everything just you know, it just kind of bubbles over, mm-hmm. and sometimes I kind of drown in it, you know. But uh-huh. th- these are these are good conversations, you know. It's like, you know, do we work on ourselves every day? Yeah. Our, you know, Jordan Peterson says, "Fix yourself before you fix the world." Well, this is part of... Let's say the whole... fix yourself to fix the world. Yeah, That's exactly. Like, yeah. That is how you will fix the world, fix yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you know, and I realized I was in, you know, I was getting ready for work one day and I'm, I'm trying to process what am I doing wrong? What's, 
What's the lie that I've told myself? What's kept me from being? Why, why can I say, oh gosh, I really want to get this done. I really want to do this. I really want to put together this machine and make our podcast better, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I sit there and watch YouTube videos or I play with Arbor or, you know, I don't, or I just sit on my phone and do anything. Yeah. And I, and I'm, so I'm, the last couple of weeks have been kind of hard on my, or last week or so, I should say, not two weeks, but last week. I've really been hard on myself saying, so what's the lie? What, what, what's inside you that's keeping you from doing this? And I think, because if you don't have these conversations, you don't find the answer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think this is, you know, you know, answers to prayers are, are always ready to, you just have to you know, be in that right moment. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, wherever you go, there you are, that moment yep. where I didn't understand yeah. it for years and all of a sudden I was like, aha, That's right. you know. Yep. So this is one of my aha days, you know, for, for our conversation, you know what I'm saying? Because this is, yeah, it's important. It's, yeah. and it's out there. There are all kinds of books out there or just looking in the mirror and saying, it's like I told that guy when I told him that, I said, you gotta look in the mirror and you gotta say, that's a lie. Any one of those things on the list, and I'm gonna put that on the on the Shop Talks webpage, on Facebook, on the Facebook page and the yeah. Instagram. Um, if I can figure out how to run Instagram a little better. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that we can have, you know, so that you can say, you, you, it's a lie. Those things that are on that page, those are all lies. Those are the makeup that you put on your face and that's how you see yourself. Yeah. You gotta, you know, and it goes back, and anybody who poo-poos this idea of what you're saying, I challenge you to go back and look at how you talk to yourself yeah. and see how you feel and realize that you are actually able to validate everything you say, that everything you've said today, in the last however long we've been doing this, last mm -hmm. several minutes, that it works both ways. Oh, it's not just about love, it's about self-loathing. Oh, your self-loathing manifests absolutely. in your life That's every right. day. Yeah, if, every you're if, you're, day. If, you're, if you're wondering why you have such trouble controlling your anger, or if you're wondering why you have such trouble being motivated, or if you're wondering, sitting around going like, you know, why does my life suck so much? Why do I fucking hate myself so much? Well, you have your answer right there. Yeah, because you don't talk to yourself. So you say that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's hard. Like, don't get me wrong, bro. The, the first time that I did that, the first time that I fucking kind of, I closed my eyes, and I, I, I turned to myself, and I said, I love you. I felt like a fucking idiot. Well, thinking about you it makes feel me feel like foolish. A fucking fool. Thinking about doing it makes you know me feel why? foolish. Because I'm not used to it. No. No, you are used to it. You know, I don't mean this right here is telling you, fucking faggot motherfucker, you fucking pussy, really? You fucking feel I love myself, right? That's what, yeah. that's what, that's what the ego yeah. says to you to try and snowflake. You said you snowflake, right? Yeah. Who's that? What is this? Yeah. What is this? What is that thing that's Bob that you say? Oh, this is Bob. That idea of the self, yeah. that idea of, you know, like, that says, like, come on, pussy, you want to fucking have that, you know, and it makes yeah. you feel foolish when you consider the idea oh, yeah. of loving yourself? Yeah. What is that, though? This is, this is a conglomeration of everybody else's ideas about you. It's actually, it's actually a, a, a simple 
complacency take for granted thing? I don't think it's very simple at all. But well, I mean, no, I, I, you know, you're you're probably right. I'm probably over, and I, I'm sorry to oversimplify, but I'm trying to put this also in a perspective that somebody else may say, oh, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, because everybody should have, you know, words are words, and hopefully they reach people at a certain at a certain level. So I talk to people all day about certain things on the phone, and sometimes I have to say it four different ways for them to get it. So, uh, and, and, and I, God bless you, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying that you're not, I'm just saying that sometimes we talk over ourselves, or talk over our own heads. This is the or, thing, man, I'm, we've been doing this podcast, I fucking, I think, uh, you know, we've talked different things, you know, but like, I feel like really it's just, you just say the same one or two things in like 9,700 different ways. And the more I the more I talk about this kind of stuff, the more I look at it, the more I read and pray and research and yeah. meditate, the more I realize that I'm just there's just one there's just one thing. There's one thing and there's like ninety seven billion different ways to talk about it, but there's really only one thing. Just one. And that's like love. And you can call it a bunch of different things. Yeah. You know, but like really, like if you want your life to improve, if you want to improve other people's lives, if you want to anything that, you know, that starts with love and the only place and the only person that you can love is you. Yeah. You think that you can love somebody else. You can't. It's impossible. You can love you. And by loving yourself, that love just spills out on everybody else. But you can't love other people indirectly yeah it's impossible yeah that's it that's all it boils down to like you can say it 140 billion different fucking ways yeah tell you a bunch of metaphors you talk <laughs> a bunch of bible verses about well i mean it. realistically i mean when it really comes down to it there's probably only one or two there's probably out of the i don't know how many podcasts we have over over 30 or 40 or close to 40 I think probably 85 to 90 percent of them, we end up talking about the self lie and how we lie to ourselves. Yeah. It comes back to, and we just haven't been as direct to say, love yourself, damn it. Well, I mean, it's, 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 um, it, you know, you said it. I mean, you said, like, yeah, I felt foolish when, when you said that, considering it. Because, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, when I first did it, I felt foolish. And it felt foolish the second time I said it, and the third time. All, all this happening, you know, I love you, I love you, you know, in the same sitting, so to speak. But like, by the fourth or fifth time, the foolishness started to fucking fall by the wayside, and it was replaced with a sense of extreme, necessary familiarity. Right. And after another couple times, that necessary familiarity was kind of off to the side and now it was starting to fill up with love that actual love like warmth yeah light the same exact thing that you get when you when you hold your daughter and you wonder how you could create such a perfect yeah. thing how did i how did i get how did so i blessed? do this you know that but it didn't come from somewhere else. It didn't come from holding your daughter. It didn't come from your wife telling you that she appreciates how much of an amazing person you are. It didn't come from 
uh, fucking hearing the most beautiful song ever. It didn't come from watching a touching moment in a movie or, or, or fucking anything else. It just came from you loving you. Yeah. And that it really is all that we're doing here. This whole big fucking bag, this whole game, is really just a big bunch of crap to try to teach you one, that there's no difference between you and me. We're the same. And that the fact that you think that we're different is purely an illusion propagated by your prefrontal cortex. And that the only choice that you have is in every moment of every day, which direction am I turning? Yeah. Am I turning towards love or am I turning towards hate? That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. And that's the paradox of free choice. People think they have, oh, I have free choice. I have free will. This is a big thing, right? And maybe, maybe you know, we can have the discussion. Free will is a, is a deep discussion. I don't know if you want to get into all that, but yeah, I will. I will lay it out there at least briefly, and so maybe think about it, and maybe we can do the whole next one on free will. Or something. Well, actually, also, but, what were you listening to when I came in this evening? Who was that gentleman talking? Um, probably Alan Watts. Okay. Is that a podcast you're listening to, or what was no, that? It was an old lecture, I think, from like the 70s, 60s. Okay. So send me, you got a link for that? Yeah. Send me that, please. Okay. I found it interesting. I didn't agree with everything he said yeah. as who I am, uh-huh. but I and I thought I found it interesting. I'd like to dissect what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, totally, I will. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I don't know what I was saying. I apologize. It's okay. Don't worry about it. No, <laughs> I'm not. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a big joke, and everyone runs around taking it so serious, rushing here to there. Yeah, getting all bent out of shape about this, that, or the other, thinking that whatever they're doing is important. And if they're not stressed, or they're not doing this, or they're not bad, it's like, uh, you got tricked, man. You missed the point. Yeah. You missed the fucking bag. Like, if that's you, you missed it. Like, you may do whatever you may do. You may have a fucking million dollars in the bank and drive a fucking Bugatti and, you know what I mean, fuck ten models every week. I don't know, but, like, you missed it. This is a, this is a joke. This is a big game. And if you're not having fun, then you're not playing the game right. Oh yeah, I'd agree That's with that. That's it, dude. Like, every day, yeah. get up in the morning, remember that this is the fucking silliest, stupidest game ever created, and that you have the fucking wondrous joy of getting to participate. And you don't have to be so serious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? At some point during the week, somebody always talks about talk about how serious you are about something. My pair. Yeah, my I'm boss. Not serious about anything. My boss asked me a couple like, weeks ago, "What am I passionate about? What's your passion?" And I was like, "I have plenty of passion. I'm passionate about all sorts of shit. I'm passionate about how I'm not serious. I'm passionate about love. I'm passionate about fucking enjoying my day. Yeah. I'm passionate about snowboarding. I'm passionate about tattooing. I'm passionate about how much I love my friends and my family." I'm passionate about how much I love the people that I don't like. I'm passionate about all sorts of stuff. But I'm not that serious because... That's funny. You can't so love people and not like them. 
Oh, bro. <laughs> I can, I can, you know, I will, I, I will, you know, this is what my, and thank God, you know, like, like I said, my parents, whatever, but like, they taught me, you don't hate people. You hate what they hate. their actions. And you don't hate them. You love them. You condemn their behavior. Well, it goes back to it goes back to what we've talked about. I think we've talked about before. What's your identity? You, do you identify as a human first, or do you identify with what makes you a victim first before you recognize that you're human? You know, are you human? Like, I I think of myself not as a Latter Day Saint. I think of myself as a human who happens to be a Latter Day Saint. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I say I'm Latter Day Saint, what I really mean is. I, it's a passing conversation. That's how we talk. We speak to each other. Because I'm not gonna. You know, I don't say to people. Well, first I'm a human. Because I mean, you don't. You don't have that conversation because it doesn't. People poo poo you. Yeah, people generally assume you think you're a human. Is that what you're getting? At? No, people don't generally. Not think anymore, that. They don't think apparently. of that at all. They think about more about in terms of their, I, you know, their. What separates them from everybody else? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm much. I'd much prefer to think about how we're the same, and, and we're the same in in every way but one, and that's the way that everyone's been tricked into seeing, and that's that's fucking, that's that's part of what makes us it's uh, part of what makes it a challenging game. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's definitely layers to this. Definitely layers to this idea of this conversation. Mm-hmm. But it, the simplest form of the conversation is... It's like I, you know... Latter-day Saints believe that they can become gods. Okay? That they can become? Yeah. Or that, that they okay. can become gods. In what way, specifically? Well, I mean, that obedience, you know? And this is a this is deep. In, the, in Narnia, uh, Aslan called the deep magic, which was love, right? And so I, I kind of jokingly refer to it as this is deep love or deep magic, deep doctrine. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, realistically, you understand to be LDS, what it is to be LDS, you have to actually start at the fundamental, you know, what is the cornerstone and how do we, how, what's, the, what's, the frame, what's the framing on the, on the foundation? of the building you're going to, the faith you're going to build into that. Well, I'm just curious because I have some particular ideas about scripture and what it says in regards to that. So I'm just That was one of the things that was the, I was curious about with, yeah. with the gentleman you were listening to, the lecture you listening yeah. to. So, I mean, realistically what it is is that, um, well, it says in the Doctrine and Covenants, as you are, I once was, as I am, you may become. Yeah. So... Why is it so hard to believe that we can't progress beyond this? It's not, and that's and that's where the that's where the division is. That's what that's one of the additional things that separates us from traditional Christianity. We're Christians. We believe in Jesus Christ. It's just what's one of the things that separates us from that idea of that he talked about being trapped in an idea, yeah. a democratic idea yeah. of what Christianity has evolved into. I think. Yeah. So um, he didn't necessarily say evolved. He said it was created that way, right? Well, 
what it had, I mean, created through the influence of the Catholic well, yeah, the Church Nicene and Creed the fucking, and the, yeah, exactly. and, the, and the and the and the the Council of England or whatever yeah. it was called. His point was that Christ's teachings, if you look at them in their entirety, were a basic set of instructions about how to become a fully realized a fully conscious being on earth right it wasn't some airy fairy thing there was a lot of specific stuff happening right and one of the things that modern Christian doctrine avoids very strongly is the idea of the son of man not being the son of man. He was the son of man because that's what he said, but he said you are all sons of... You know what I mean? Yeah, he, I heard his reference to Psalms. Yeah. And that made sense. Yeah. Because so, he, he made that he made a, a wonderful connection there that yeah. most people miss. Yeah. Well, that was he's great. A, he's a very, very... Is he still alive? No. No, darn it. He is a... Yeah, Alan Watts was a, a pretty well-rounded scholar when it comes to um, religion. Um, lots and lots of... Yeah. Uh, lots and lots of study under the belt for that. Yeah. And... The... Um, yeah, a lot of the interesting things that we gloss over in Christ's teachings are some of the things that I find just most valuable, you know? Yeah. Concepts like the Sermon on the Mount, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's Christ actually saying when he's speaking these things so specifically? And he says, oh, be not concerned for what you will wear. Did you see the lilies of the valley? Uh, even Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed as one of these. How much more does your Father in heaven love you? And won't, you know, <clears throat> and will provide for you, etc. Right? Yeah. But... Nobody wants to like really consider the meaning of, you know, look at the birds of the air, they neither soil nor toe, neither toil nor sow nor yeah. lay up in store towers, and yet your heavenly Father, you know, provides for them. How much more does He love you than a sparrow? What does this? And how much what more does He provide? For what does this mean? What does it actually mean? If yeah. you were to, if anybody was to really live their life that way. It's not saying don't do anything. Yeah. Well, that's obvious. Don't run around naked. <laughs> it's saying, hey, man, there is a whole lot happening that you don't yet understand. To be anxious, right? Yeah. To be anxious about the future, to be anxious about tomorrow, as it talks about is to be supremely arrogant because to be anxious to be truly anxious and, and and to be like logical and cognizant 
as, at the same time, and most people aren't when they're anxious, but realistically, if you ha think about it for a second, what's required for you to be legitimately anxious? Well, that would assume that you understand what's going on in the first place. And I guarantee you, you don't. You don't, so why are you anxious? I can tell you why. Because you're searching for something, you haven't found it, and anyone who's searching for what they haven't found is fucking anxious. But what you're yeah. searching for isn't what the fuck is gonna happen at tomorrow's board meeting. What you're searching for is that lost ability to love yourself. What you're searching for is the knowledge that you and I aren't separate. Yeah. That this is a fucking game we're playing. And that you can have as much love and contentment and joy anytime you fucking want. You just forgot how to get it. Yeah. I look at that little face of my daughter and she she's unhappy sometimes but I mean 75% of the time she's happy why she just smiles that's my yeah why though yeah well most people well, she's a baby she doesn't know any better no no no, no that's not it at no. all what, you, it's like you think that she like oh babies get upset about all kinds of shit well I stepped on her hand I stepped on her fingers this morning she crawled up behind me I was doing working on some dishes trying to you know get something done with her she was awake. She's not generally awake this or that early in the morning, you know. Yeah. And I'm trying to do some dishes, and I stepped on her fingers just lightly, not really hard, uh -huh. you know. And she cried. Yeah. And I picked her up, and she, you know, went, you know, she cried for a bit, went, duh, duh, and then she was happy, uh, you know. Yeah. And then I stepped on her toes a few minutes later because she walked up under my feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm standing there, and she just walked right up under my feet. So... She, claw, she crawled up my pant, you know, grabbed my pant leg and crawled up and then put her feet, her little feet under my toes. Mm -hmm. So, and she cried some more and then she stopped. So, oh yeah. She's happy. And that's like, I keep, I'm not really envious of her. I just keep thinking, I'm just grateful that she's happy. Oh well, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't have a colicky, sad, you know, angry baby. <laughs> Which I didn't have that either yeah. time before either. So keep, keep loving her and oh yeah, keep having fun and Absolutely. keep filling her with fucking all the joy and shit and that's it. Yep. Good times. Good times. Oh, oh Abby. Yep. Yeah, I think we'll call it. I think I think we yeah. got a lot to talk about. Next one, I want to talk some about the concept of free will. I had some some ideas on that, and, and I want to hear your ideas yeah, on sure. it. And well, some of that goes back to some of the 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 it's tied into what we're talking yeah, the, well, about. Yeah, well, the message today. The, 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 so. the, I always whenever I see things on Facebook, I I messenger them to myself. Yeah, yeah. And there was the thing I showed you about the. The question why didn't god stop the school shooting uh -huh. and it, that goes back to free will well i mean we're going to talk we're going to talk about that yeah we're going to talk, talk about that, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well this is jordan this is bob yeah like subscribe yep. share tell a friend baby you can find it everywhere yep emphasize all these stitcher uh, google 
Apple is still not playing. If you're using an Apple device, you're not hearing this. Um, I need to, I'll be posting that some more and I will be calling Apple this weekend to find out what's going on. All righty, right. So. right. <laughs> Adios. All right. Thanks for listening and hope you share. Heck. <laughs>